the Veterans Broadcast Network. This is Roll Call. What role did you play in your call to duty? You're listening to Veterans Roll Call. I'm Kennedy Camp. And I'm Nadine Noki. again to roll call. I'm glad you're joining in with us and tonight just might be the night for you to make sure you keep a, a pencil and paper handy. Uh, we've got some really good information you're going to be getting and a couple more hotline numbers etc. But uh, we're sort of talking today Nadine about yesterday's tomorrow. What do you think that means? Um, I've been I wrote it down twice this week now and I haven't had time to elaborate or ask you, and I think it's perfect that it's on the show now, because yesterday, tomorrow, really have no idea. Um, the blast in the past, I have no idea. It's making people relevant from yesterday to tomorrow. I, I got nothing. What is I'm having the veteran relative. That's true. It's, uh, it's where we were at yesterday, what we did in order to, um, you know, face that call to duty. And... Um, our presence and where we're at from yesterday is where we plan on going tomorrow. And part of what our show is going to be about today is uh, not only a little bit about a special guest we have coming up, Carrie Warner, who's a mental health expert, but uh, we're going to be looking into how much the veteran world is changing, uh, how much smaller it's getting. For instance, uh, in, uh, 2019, there were uh, 18.8 million veterans. 9.3 million of those veterans are 65 and older. Wow. So their yesterdays um, are long past. Uh, Their tomorrows are somewhat short-lived. And what we're finding out a lot is that there's still a lot of complications in your claims for disability. Uh, today, I helped a friend of mine in his 60s, um, also uh, late 60s, trying to get uh, his disability claims. Uh, after filling out vows on our website, he was able to find out he has eight different causes of disability, and he's been denied for years. So one of the facts that I found out about that, too, is that that's been leading more and more to veteran suicides. Yeah, I am aware of that, in that people think when they hear veteran suicide, I think they think, you know, a person my age, maybe in their 20s or 30s, but a high number of the veteran suicides is actually related to the older population. Am I correct? Correct. Correct. Uh, The largest group of suicides are over 55. Yeah, that's something that I think needs to be brought up and discussed a little bit more, because I didn't know that until very recently when I read it, and I was very surprised, so much so that I remembered that fact. And that's why uh, I'm so 
proud to be involved with the, the National Institute for Veterans. That's actually our head of the radio program and VALS and our, our lobbying group uh, that's being developed. Um, one of the umbrella arms is the radio broadcast network. Uh, but the Institute itself uh, is quite unique. It, it has every level of military represented in it. Uh, most of the organization is composed of disabled veterans and also from different countries. And um, there are corporations getting involved, contractors that provide services to military. We're going to be building this relationship with all of them more and more. Uh, the quote that was given to me is uh, from the United States. It represents a promise that was made 156 years ago by President Abraham Lincoln. Anyone who served in the military will be taken care of. And our company, the National Institute for Veterans, has four separate functions, each with their own role that will help veterans. And tonight it's, it's interesting because we are going to be looking into mental health and the relationship that it has and, and how many of the claims come out towards the PTSD especially. The, the concept of anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar, the amount of stress that is now going on, and of course there's always substance abuse. To a friend of mine, uh, I found out in Chicago that there are between 1,400 and 1,500 disability claims every month. And I then found out there are 31 people who rate the claims. Wow. That's over nationally? That that's is, that's just Chicago. Oh, Chicago. That's oh, wow. just Chicago. Wow, they've got a lot of work on their hands. Yeah, a, a lot of work. And oh, um, he also let me know that those raiders, those people uh, are paid between $52,000 and $81,000 a year in order to um, find out if that claim's legit. And the biggest problem that we've been having is, it, it, first of all, it's complicated, which is why uh, Mark, uh, uh, our COO, uh, he was able to uh, help put together a very unique program called VALS, which is the Veterans Appeal Legal Services. It's a program that actually provides and assists veterans in completing or appealing their disability claims. With that many people or that many claims going to them every month, and I just can't see that they would do a thorough job. I mean, dividing 1,500 claims amongst 31 people is still quite a bit, bit of work. I mean, and anybody that's looked at medical records or looked at your own medical records, what a job that is. And uh, I'm glad that there are people working on it, but that, is, that seems like there's room for improvement there. There's room for improvement. And, and two of them have been overturned uh, by the, the VA structure itself in the national level. From what I read, I believe it was 16% of them got overturned from the claim being denied in Chicago and then overturned. Honestly, it's just it's really just amazing because um, with the, the 9.3 million veterans that are 65 and older right now in, in, as of 2020, um, it's amazing that they're claiming that in 20. 45, just 25 years, uh, the 18 million veterans are going to decline to about 12 million. Wow. 
That's interesting. And right now, for your purposes, uh, 9% of women, 1.9 million women, are veterans out of the 18.8. I would have thought it was higher, but what we do see and what they are predicting, uh, each year women veterans have been growing, and they do see that in the near future uh, with the changes that's uh, happening in the population of veterans, um, we're going to find more and more and more women involved with it. Absolutely, and as more jobs become available to women in the military, there would probably be a likelihood of more women feeling incentivized to, one, join, but also with the changing demographic and the culture of the military, hopefully, perhaps, encourage more people to join and have a better culture and stay longer in if that's something that they want to do or pursue. Yep. Um, Well, they're seeing that as radically changing even uh, within the ethnic uh, diversity. Uh, So not only women, but there are more Hispanics and there are more um, African-Americans that are involved with us, uh, involved with the the whole concept of finally um, joining because, you know, Without the draft, everything has to be on a volunteer level, and that, that has been changing itself, too. They say that the, the share of veterans who are Hispanic is expected to double from 8% to 16% over the next 20 years, which I find that that's quite a large group of, uh, but they're saying that, you know, Hispanics is the largest, fastest-growing population of our country. That makes sense. In a little while, though, uh, we're going to be bringing on Carrie Warner, and um, I, this lady really has impressed me. The more I've read about her, and a couple of times I've talked on the phone with her, I'm just totally impressed. Uh, she's a, a 15-year veteran already, or actually, I should say, she's been involved with the military for 15 years, uh, both active duty, Air National Guard, and currently she's a first sergeant in um, reserves, the Air Force Reserves. And there she has something to do with the maintenance squadron. I definitely want to find out what the maintenance squadron is all about. Um, It says initially uh, in her active duty, she was with the security forces. And then it followed by saying that she had something to do with being a patrolman and a flight chief and a lead trainer. So I'm going to also be asking her a little bit about that. Why we've invited her tonight, because of the the demographics that are changing, especially within the uh, lack of claims for disability and also for the suicide growth. Um, In 2001, there were 5,989 veteran suicides. In 2019, there were 6,261, even though there's less veterans there's more suicides. And again, it's the people that are over 55 that are the largest our largest group of them. So this wonderful uh, First Sergeant Carey, she, uh, on her civilian side, she works as a sexual assault response coordinator for the U.S. Navy, as well as she has her own private practice where she focuses on the complex trauma and combat and also involved a lot with the military sexual assault, which has become a big thing even in, in Congress uh, right now. Um, I'm going to find out also about PACT. Uh, it's called the Patient Aligned Care Teams. 
And apparently the VA has been lining up mental health people to be in this pact. I am going to find out from Terry if that is extended out in the first choice concept and whether or not uh, people like herself are able to become part of the pact with the VA uh, clinics in their area. So uh, maybe at this time, Midge is going to help us. Uh, he's our good engineer over there. We'll be bringing Carrie in. I'll be uh, asking her to say hi to everybody in a minute. And don't forget that tomorrow on Monday, you definitely want to tune in uh, to our wonderful friend uh, on the Veteran Broadcast Network named Patrick Scrogan. He was that unique uh, helicopter pilot that unfortunately made a, had a major crash, lost a lot including one of his limbs, et cetera, and he's a public speaker now and a, uh, a big health coach to a lot of people. And he's got his own show called Wounded But Not Broken. And uh, it's very interesting to listen and, and find out about just what has been happening to so many people that were wounded but who are coming back and fighting uh, the good cause. Anyway, Carrie, are you there with us? I am. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, hey, how good to hear your voice. And I'm sure you heard my little setup of who you are. I did, yes. <laughs> good. So you, would you like to expand on it a little bit and uh, clarify anything that I might be off on or something that you need to expand on? We've got about uh, two minutes uh, before we go cut the break, so give us a little quick uh, clarification. So, um, yes, I have been in the military going on for 15 years. February will be 15 years. Um, I did active duty. I was in the Air National Guard and the Reserve. Um, most of my career was as security forces, and within security forces, I held those different roles, such as a patrolman, which is like your law enforcement. Uh, I was a flight chief, so I was in charge of the, you know, the, the flight that would go out. Um, I... I was an armorer, so I, you know, I handled the weapons a lot. Also the lead trainer, so I helped train um, the different troops. Now I am a first sergeant um, over at the maintenance squadron, and we'll get a little bit more into what that is uh, soon. Um, yeah. And then I was previously um, a SARC, or a sexual assault response coordinator, um, a few years ago. I no longer hold that role. Um, but it was something that was near and dear to my heart. And currently I am a, a mental health counselor, and I am, have my own uh, private practice in Bradenton, Florida. Excellent. Um, we're coming right now up on the clock for a, a word from our good uh, supporters that keep the veteran broadcast company uh, going. And uh, we'll take it away, Midge. You can take it away. Roll Call will be right back after these messages. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. Look at family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new and then it's very reliable. At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website 
at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. You're listening to Roll Call. Here's your host, Kenny DeCamp. Yeah, up the hill, down the hill, and uh, thanks GTS Transportation and Dallas Corp for helping us keep alive and keep it rolling. All right, and we're here with Carrie. Is it, how, how do we pronounce that? Wainer or Warner? It's Warner. All right. I just wanted to clarify, make sure I'm going to say your name right from here on out. Um, it's really awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I am curious, um, how, has the mental health, is, is that something that you transitioned to from Stark into mental health? And do you still work with veterans when it comes to that part uh, of their you know, as in military assault and mental health? So I um, went to school for my master's degree in counseling psychology. And when I finished, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to right away go into counseling. So I, you know, I was always really passionate about the military sexual trauma population. Um, so, you know, I ended up getting a job and I was doing that for a little bit. And I realized I'm I'm doing a lot, but I'm not doing enough to help veterans. So I decided to um, to go into and get my actual, um, towards my license for mental health counseling um, and open up my own practice. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. What do you, what do you think the biggest struggle um, that you've seen with mental health, especially for veterans, uh, is it the military sexual assault? Is it PTSD? Is it a combination? Or... Uh, what's your input on that? Hmm. You know, honestly, a lot of the veterans that I've seen have complex trauma. Um, and what complex trauma is, is trauma from childhood. Uh, and what we see is veterans, you know, a lot of people leave, go into the military because they want to get away from their homes. They want to get away from whatever it was that was, you know, in their hometown, whether it was families or bullying or so on and so forth. So we actually see a lot of veterans who have something called complex trauma. So maybe they had um, childhood physical abuse or sexual abuse growing up or something like that. Um, And then after that, we see a lot of PTSD, a combination of either combat or sexual trauma, Um, a lot of sexual trauma in, in the male population, which you don't really you know, think about too often. You think when we think of military sexual trauma, we think, oh, it's only females, but there's so many male cases out there that just aren't reported. They are, they're not coming forward. Um, we're seeing a lot of that. That's actually really interesting. I haven't really 
heard a lot of people or specialists talk about the traumas of people joining the military before, it'd be interesting possibly to examine or provide or create different programs of people, you know, that when you get in the military, as most veterans do, they train you on everything, even like how to balance your own checkbook. But nobody really talks about the traumas or creating a positive mental health attitude while in the military. And I wonder if there's some room for improvement there. There absolutely what could do you be. Think about and, you know, I'm sorry? Uh, I was going to say, I'm like, what do you think about that? Or, Kenny, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, that is an interesting point that you bring up that I don't think that gets talked about as often either. The two things is that, yes, there is trauma that, and people are trying to get away from a lot of times. I mean, a lot of people join the military early, and if you don't have anything to get away from, <laughs> why not go to college or something like that? Not saying that's the case for everyone. And then in addition to the other thing that we don't talk about much is definitely the male sexual assault trauma. Sure. So, you know, it's interesting because the military doesn't really talk about mental health, and what we see is when individuals who already are suffering from complex trauma now they're going into the military, possibly going into combat, possibly, you know, being a, a victim of sexual assault. So now it just compounds more on to what was already there. Um, so, you know, we are seeing people coming in with, with PTSD, and they say it's just from, you know, oh, you know, I was in combat, I saw combat. We dig a little bit deeper, and it's like now we have all of these things that we have to work through. It's not just that combat. So the military is doing a really bad job of, screening that and teaching people just how to work through those things um, because we are, you know, we are there. We are there to get trained and, and to, you know, to do the mission, um, but it's sometimes lacking on that other part. And, Carrie, what was it that made you decide to join the Air Force? Uh, so my mom and dad were both Air Force. Um, they were both crew chiefs. And they met over at Norton Air Force Base in California. So uh -huh. um, I always wanted to be in the military. You know, my grandparents, cousins, the whole family's military. Um, they did tell me, do not join security forces. And what did I do? I joined security forces. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a similar situation. My parents, my dad was in the Army, told me to join the Air Force. So I obviously didn't listen and join the Army as well. Uh, I think that, you know, sometimes you have to say the opposite to your kids or something. Yeah, and I uh, had a father in the Navy and an aunt in the Army. And uh, my dad always wanted me, if I was going to join, to, to you know, he was primarily Coast Guard, but during World War II, he was always on a naval ship. He was a coxswain that drove the landing barges. And he always told me what fun that would be if I got into it as well. And um, I told him, I'm not even sure they have landing barges anymore, <laughs> first of all. And um, I uh, was in pre-med, and I didn't uh, want to be uh, on a ship um, in, in any of that uh, kind of thing. Here's a statistic that I thought was I found very interesting, that in 2020, there were 1.7 million veterans being treated in the VA mental health service. That's a huge percentage. That's actually. a huge, 1.7 million out of the 18.8 million. Now, um, Terry, have you ever, ever heard of the PACT, P-A-C-T? I have heard something about it, but I'm not very, very familiar with it. 
Okay, so that means that they haven't included you yet. Um, nope. Yeah, it, it's called the Patient Aligned Care Teams. That's what the PACT stands for. And it was created uh, just a short while ago, I believe 2019, to try to have uh, more of a cohesive uh, working ethic with the veteran who was dealing with mental health. Mm -hmm. And um, I was under the impression that they were leading that team out into um, the civilian world as well because so much of... um, uh, the veteran VA world now is gone to that first choice concept of being able to go to someone uh, outside of a VA hospital, especially if you lived uh, more than so many miles away. They're allowing that. But uh, you're not a member of the pact. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm going to talk to somebody about that. Um, uh, when, when you uh, work with these different veterans, is there an organization that supports you? Are there different groups or VSOs that help or, you know, ask you to come in and, and take a look at somebody or do something? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm lucky enough to live in an area, uh, Sarasota and Manatee County is in Florida. Um, it's just wonderful for veterans. There's so many wonderful nonprofits here. Um, I'm involved with quite a few of them. There's one particular one that sticks out. Um, it's called Operation Rubik's, and that's like your, like a Rubik's Cube, so Operation Rubik's. Um, they actually allow me to see veterans who have served at least six months of active duty, uh, who have a DD-214 and have either gotten a general or honorable discharge. I can see them for free. Um, so they can get, you know, if they wanted to do trauma work or work on anxiety or depression or anything like that, they're able to come see me um, because of Operation Rubik's. So Operation Rubik's also allows veterans who are in need to go to different type of modalities to really get healing. So things such as like Reiki or massage therapy or sacral cranial massages, just different types of things, uh, Operation Rubik's helps pay these providers so veterans are able to go for free. That's that's really awesome. Are they able to do it in person and through remote like video counseling through with you or is it only local at this time? So I prefer to do yeah and I I do in person and telehealth. I would be able to see pretty much anybody in the state of Florida um for mental health however um i prefer in person um and i know for operation rubik's from my understanding and i could be completely wrong um is they are they take care of manatee county and sarasota county veterans um i could be completely wrong on that i would have to double check um but so you know if you're in the area in person is great i get it COVID's happening um so some people don't want to come in person so that's why i do provide telehealth as well for PTSD specifically, when you're working with these veterans, um, I believe the VA, they, they claim that a lot of the PTSD claims are false, and, and they generally, a lot of people have to fight to get those claims approved. What is your take on that, and do you think that most of that PTSD that uh, veterans are suffering from is legitimate, and perhaps that might be causing some kind of strife and possible assisting with that suicide rate and not in the best terms 
considering if someone doesn't believe you, it's really hard to feel like someone's listening. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's going to be those people out there who are going to try to take advantage of the system. I mean, it, it, it's out there, it happens, and it's unfortunate for the, the people who are really suffering. But I think the VA also is just trying to say no to everybody because they want to save a buck or two. Um, it, it, it's sad. We have people coming in all the time. I've seen clients um, who aren't able to get those PTSD ratings who clearly have PTSD However, like I had said earlier, some of them may be prior, um, so they won't be able to get that because it was prior unless, you know, it was affected some way, some shape or form um, to their enlistment. But it is unfortunate because the VA, they're, they're only hiring certain counselors. They're looking for specific credentialing, um, so they're not even bringing in people they're, they're disqualifying quite a few very eligible people that could be helping them out uh, to work at the VA. For myself, for instance, I could never work at the VA or for the military because the school that I went to doesn't have a, a certain um, uh, credentialing, which the state that I went to school in, it wasn't required. Um, and had I known that, I would have went to a school that had this credentialing. So I can't take TRICARE. I'm not, I, I'm not allowed to take TRICARE. I can never work for the military as a mental health counselor or for the VA because my school didn't have what's called a KCREP certification. So now the military, TRICARE, and the VA is missing out on thousands of more than qualified professional mental health counselors um, because they want to have this standard that wasn't required, you know, years ago. Um, so it's unfortunate that, that the VA is doing this. You know, the military, when they say, oh, we're so, we're working on the mental health, mental health is so important, yet they're doing things like this, like not taking care of the veterans and, and, and not bringing in these thousands of qualified people who would love to work for these systems but can't. Yeah, exactly. We'll be right back after this brief message. Your mama, your brother, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your cat, dog with over your left. And that's the reason you left. You're listening to Veterans Roll Call, and we'll be right back after these messages. Attention, looking for semi drivers nationwide. GTS Transportation of Burr Ridge, Illinois, is looking to hire a partner with experienced CDL holders in every state. If you're going to drive, why not drive for the best? Whether you are driving solo, as a team, or as an owner-operator, GTS is looking to add you to their rapidly growing company. Become part of one of the most respected, driver-friendly, and successful transportation companies in America, where drivers are treated as royalty. Contact us at gtscarrier.com. Again, gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847 847- Seven five four four six six seven. We would love to help you, which in turn helps everyone. GTS is an equal opportunity employer. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985 serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. You're listening to Roll Call. 
Here's your host, Nadine Noki. Welcome back. I am here with Carrie. We're talking about military mental health. And before the break, she was talking about how there are lots of accredited people that would love to work with veterans and the VA system, but the specific accreditation that the VA might require, they don't have, or there's certain criteria that um, they're not qualified to help veterans, which I think is also, in, like, this show is really awesome, and I'm actually keeping a, a log of a lot of these topics that we talk about and things that I want to go back and address and and go into further. And you were talking, Carrie, about um, other alternative medicines and things like that. And Team Ru- or Operation Rubix also offers this, uh, like Reiki and Reiki. <laughs> like, okay, obviously I'm naive and have no idea. What is that? And is there other things that you've noticed that help veterans that might not be as traditional as compared to just general counseling? Sure. So I can try to explain it the best I can. Um, I'm, I'm, my verbiage is probably very off. So it's, it's a type of like Eastern medicine that, that uses energy work. Um, and you would have a Reiki master who is trained. They go through all this schooling. Um, and they are, I guess, some, I guess you would call it a conduit uh, between the universe and yourself. And what they're doing is pulling positive energy, I believe, from the universe and passing it through to the, you know, to the person. Um, and vice versa, pulling out the bad energy and bringing it back in the universe. I've actually done it. Um, I have a standing session that I do once a week. And at first I was like, mm, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. And let me tell you, wow, I feel amazing afterwards. And, I, you know, maybe it's that placebo effect, but who cares because I feel great after. Um, you know, right? and until yeah, the next week. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> like, it's I mean, awesome. It's all about placebo effects, and and even if it's something crazy as that, if it helps veterans, if it helps you feel good, and it does no harm, and and I think people should pursue it. That sounds awesome. I think I might have to give that a try. Have you tried that, yeah, Kenny? Have you... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, are you aware of any of the um, mobile apps or or internet um, sites that? Uh, help to uh, free health and, and wellness uh, concept? You know, I don't know them off the top of my head, but I actually do have a list of probably 50 of them. <laughs> um, and I can get that to you when you need it, but I, I on my computer and literally not off sure, the top sure. of my head right now, unfortunately. Sure. I, I shouldn't have jumped yet. <laughs> well, because one, one of them is uh, when we were just talking a little bit, and you know, one of the biggest things that has happened, like you said, uh, from childhood trauma all the way up from um, the war trauma, combat trauma, and in, in my case, uh, medical uh, trauma, seeing uh, so much of so many young people, especially um mm-hmm pretty much destroyed uh, when I was back in my Vietnam days. But um, one of them is called the PTSD Coach. And you literally <laughs> just go go to your app store and it's free. And you can be able to download this onto your phone. And apparently there's some sort of coaching that goes on for you if you are having one of your rough times. 
and you can't get to Kerry's office quick enough. Uh, so I thought that was good. Another one is called the Mindfulness Coach, and that one it helps uh, reduce stress or anxiety and helps you to manage pain. Um, I think uh, the one that uh, has a lot of um, hope for a lot of people is called Virtual Hope Box, and it's uh, an app that gives you um, the ability for coping, relaxation, and positive thinking. So those are just a, a three of them that, uh, like you said, there's quite a few out there that can help, and the majority of them are also free. So I, I think people should look into those uh, uh, a little bit more, and uh, uh, usually I give a phone number away as well on one of my shows, and uh, today's phone number I think um, would be wise for a lot of people to have. It's a, a VA phone lum- number. It's a hotline. And it's the Veterans Affairs Hotline at the White House. So for those of you who want to try to have even a stronger contact, uh, the VA White House Hotline is 855-948-2311. And I see if they could be any help to you, because we recently saw uh, another statistic that um, there are about 75% of the veterans who um, apply for disability, 75% of them are either making appeals or trying to make upgrades. And the shocking of statistic that comes out of that is that 80% of them are usually denied on a first-time basis and sometimes carried through. Like I said, my friend out in California has been denied for about eight years, though uh, he's got multiple problems, situations and Quite a few of them happened because of his time in Vietnam and um, what he did on an aircraft carrier over and over. Uh, and coming back to that, and, uh, uh, for PTSD specifically, do you think there's also, I don't know if you've seen uh, clients and patients with this, that they might be suffering from PTSD and not even realize it? And if so, what are the symptoms that somebody might be experiencing related to PTSD that they don't even know possibly what's happening? Oh, yeah. I've had plenty of clients come in um, and just not realize, oh, it's, this is PTSD. This is what's going on. I'm thinking it's just anxiety or it's just depression or something along those lines. Um Trauma can also look not just like PTSD. It can look like bipolar disorder. It can look like borderline personality. It can look like a lot of different things. So trauma isn't always just PTSD. Um, but so some, some symptoms that would be very, very common um, would be um, anger and rage. Um, we see a lot in uh, trauma and PTSD. Obviously, those nightmares or flashbacks. Flashbacks aren't always, they're visual, and I'm seeing, like they see in the movies, right, they're back in that space. That's not always what a flashback is. Sometimes flashbacks could just be in your body, or they could be emotions as well. Um, So those things that are just kind of sudden, and they're just, you know, they don't fit for what's going on around you at that point in time, that's a flashback. Um, You have your nightmares, your insomnia. Um, Other things are like avoidance, avoiding areas, avoiding people, avoiding large crowds is really common too. Um, I'm trying to think some of the other more common symptoms where people are like, oh, I didn't know. Panic attacks. 
um, having, you know, shortness of breath and uh, tightness in your chest, your heart starts racing, you're sweating, you're getting clammy, maybe you're getting pins and needles in your toes, your fingers, or your face. Um, Those are all really common things that we see in clients who they'll come in, they think that it's just anxiety or that they maybe just have an anger issue, and then you start digging in deeper and you're like, hmm, okay, well, you know, you have some trauma, so let's dig deeper. Let's see what these other symptoms are. Maybe it is PTSD or maybe it has turned into something else um, like borderline personality disorder or bipolar um, disorder or one of the many other, you know, mental health issues that we see. Is there a recognizing that or realizing it's PTSD just for the immediate care for a self-care for your, for someone maybe experiencing any of those avoidance, panic attacks, rage. Is there something like an easy trick that you would even just right now recommend to kind of calm someone down or be able to shift their focus or their train of thought so they can overcome that feeling in the moment right away to help them? Huh. So there's there's a ton of stuff out there, you know, and breathing obviously is the biggest one, but breathing can be a big trigger for people. Um, one that I teach my clients a lot of the times is called box breathing, um, and it's actually a technique that's used by the Navy SEALs. So I love talking about and teaching this to, to my clients. So you would just imagine a box or a square, rather, um, and you would breathe in as, like, you know, for four seconds, and as you're breathing in, you're imagining that top line of, of drawing that top line of the square. And then you would hold your breath, for another four seconds, and then you imagine drawing a line down from that top line in the square. And then you would breathe out for four seconds, and as you're doing that, you're just imagining that line going across. And then you uh, wait until you breathe in again, so you're going to wait another four seconds, and you finish that square. So we call it box breathing because it's four seconds for each time. So you breathe for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then you wait for four seconds before the next breath. Um, so that's one that I really enjoy teaching my clients. Some of them really love it. For other people, it can be really triggering just because breathing techniques are triggering. Um, you know, but that would yeah, be the one off bit? the top of my head right now that I would say, give it a try. If it works, that's talk? awesome. And if not, I'm sure there's other things out there that are going to be just as effective. Yeah, Carrie, talk a little bit about the word trigger and how it, and what are triggers, or um, and how do you overcome a trigger? Sure. So triggers could be anything. Um, a person, place, or thing that just makes you feel some sort of way. Um, so, for instance, um, I will let's take somebody who was in combat. A trigger for them could be loud noises. Um, so let's say that they're, you know, 4th of July is a big one for combat veterans. They hear uh-huh. all the fireworks. Um, so that could be a trigger. And what a trigger does, it can bring on flashbacks. It can bring on a panic attack. It can bring on anger, rage. Um, so what a trigger does is just makes it, it, it kind of makes your brain switch on and you're very hypervigilant at that point in time and and what your brain is doing is saying danger 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 not realizing that you are in fact safe um 
but your brain, it doesn't, this, that part of your brain that, that is in charge of trauma and survival, it doesn't know what day it is. It has no idea that it is now 2021 and it's not, you know, 2005. It has no idea. So it's thinking danger, 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 and it's going to give you some type of reaction to keep you safe. Yeah, very, very interesting and, and good because I, I know my trigger, I, one of my triggers is uh, I lost my brother to Agent Orange uh, really badly, uh, horribly. And so a lot of times just thinking him or or we're doing eventually going to do a, a program on Agent Orange and the uh the twenty two million gallons they sprayed um to destroy a lot of people's lives both here and in Vietnam. Uh mm-hmm. and that that was that's one of my, my triggers uh un, unfortunately. But um well, we're going to be uh, taking off again for a little bit of our sponsor, then we'll come back for the last part of our show. We're here with Terry Wana. She is a health mental health expert helping a lot of people in the Sarasota, Manatee County area. And let's cut away to our break. Roll call. We'll be right back after these messages. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. Like a family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new and then it's very reliable. At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again. 847-754-4667. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. You're listening to Roll Call. Here's your host, Kenny DeCamp. And welcome back to Roll Call here on the Veterans Broadcast Network. And I just like to remind everybody while... Um, Nadine's doing her box breathing over here, I noticed, uh, that uh, General Dave's going to be back on with us soon. General Dave's going to launch the Veterans Radio Hour in November on Veterans Day, even. Uh, That's going to be something, uh, you'll be hearing more about that, and stay tuned, because uh, he is a master on the radio, I'll tell you. This man knows so much, and I learned so much from him, and it's going to be a great program. We used to do a show together about 18 years ago, and that's how we got to be friends. Are you done breathing? You I, I think so. <laughs> I kind of got distracted, though, because I'm like, why do the Navy SEALs need box breathing? Carrie, have, 
have you heard like what the source of that is or why why that is a thing? Is it because they're going underwater or where'd that come from? So box breathing actually helps you focus. Um, so Navy SEALs will use this technique before they go into a mission um, because as we know, you know, going into a mission, especially one that could be potentially life, you know, life-threatening or dangerous, um, you get something called tunnel vision. So they use this technique to help them stay focused so they don't get that tunnel vision. They're able to do the mission. They're able to do it well. Ah, well, there you go. Now, that that makes sense. A little bit more oxygen to the brain as well. So that is pretty cool. Kenny, you look like you have something you want to say. Well, I'm just trying to understand more about um, how somebody with a mental health complication can get more involved with uh, people like Carrie mm-hmm. uh, if the um, VA is so overcrowded uh, or um, I know that when I see my counselor, she tells me that uh, they're so backlogged and also because they don't have enough people. I mean, right now and, and in the VA, you would think that we would be able to have so many people. Um, Carrie, any idea how you think we might be able to incorporate uh, people like yourselves without having that special college credentialed uh, uh, stamp? You know, I, I would say we need to – what I would love to do is to lobby to TRICARE um, and let them know, hey, you know what, just because these individuals don't have this accreditation, which is called KCREP, doesn't mean that they are not – as qualified, if not more qualified than individuals who do have this um, thing, you know, let let TRICARE know there are people out there that really want to help veterans. A lot of veterans themselves, like me, who just either didn't know that, you know, wherever they moved to was going to need this. I went to school in Maryland. Maryland, you didn't need KCREP to become a mental health counselor. Um, in Florida, you did. In TRICARE, uh, when I was halfway through my schooling, that's when they brought their rule out that you had to have it, and I wasn't able to, you know, transfer credits or anything. Um, but let me get off my soapbox on that. So one thing is, you know, talking to TRICARE, getting out there and letting know the VA, and, and even just the military, DOD in general, hey, there's a, thousands of people that you're missing out on, on this opportunity that want to come in and help. If you're so for mental health and you really want to help these people, prove it. Show me that you want to, right? Other exactly. ways to do it would be, you know, maybe the VA does come up with, you know, that those packed programs and allows civilians, you know, outside of the VA to contract with them. Um, hey, if I can't get to you, you know, you've got a 30-day wait or you have a some, – some veterans are waiting 90 days to see mental health counselors just to see a psychiatrist, yep. and that's a 30-minute – quick interview yep. just so the VA can shove meds down your throat. It's not even yep. a therapy session. Um, so, you know, the VA really needs to come up with something where they can start bringing on these counselors that are on the outside. Um, if you're looking to not go to the VA, you know, if you are in the Sarasota or Manatee County areas, definitely check out Operation Rubik's. It's through srqvets.com, um, and you'll be able to find their information through there. Um, if you're not in that air in this area, check out. Go onto Google. Find some nonprofits in your area. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna bet that there's some really good ones out there that do the, kind of the same thing as Operation Rubik's. 
Um, and there may be even some retreats for mental health out there um, as well. Um, another would, thing would you, to do is... Yeah, would you think that some of the VSOs, uh, American Legion, VFW, like, do, do you think they're connected with any of people that, that have mental health and guidance? If not, they should be. I know for me, I've gone to all of my Legion, my VFW, everybody. I've introduced myself. I've let them know who I am. Um, you know, if they know people, send them to me. I've given out my business cards. So they should. However, they may not. Um, you know, I, I don't know if other counselors are going to them in their areas. I would hope that they are um, and letting them know. Another good way to find mental health professionals, though, is going on to – it's called psychologytoday.com. And the great thing about psychology today is you can filter to find um, the therapist that's in your area that maybe takes TRICARE or that maybe specializes in veterans um, and so forth. So that's another way to help find um, a therapist that could be in your area, especially if you can't get into the VA um, because there is a long way. And I know with COVID, when they were closed, you know, they, they weren't helping anybody really. Um, they were, they were yeah. sending people away. Some, sometimes yeah. they were doing telehealth, sometimes they weren't. So. so speaking of COVID and also these things being closed down, is there another way, even in the transitionary period, other things that can help? Or maybe people someone might not be uh, ready to go to a mental health counselor. Is there any other things that you would suggest? Uh, top of mind for me comes to uh, camaraderie, talking to people or just shooting a text to a friend or a family member to kind of get you out of that funk. Is there anything that you would suggest as well, kind of in that um, similar uh, idea? Absolutely. You know, as soon as you said that, I thought right away about my battle buddy. You know, reach out to your wingman, your battle buddy, and your, your shipmates, right, and, and just reach out to them. Let them know, hey, you know what, I'm struggling, um, whatever it is. Have, the, you know, have that support system. If you don't have that support system, go to your VFW, go to your American Legion, go to these different areas, you know, your, your, Marine, your Marine Corps bunkers, whatever, you're going to have a support system there. Reach out to your brothers and sisters in arms because we're going to take care of each other. Because we know, you know if we don't take care of each other, nobody else is. You know, it's interesting. Uh, the Pew Research in March of 2019, they did a survey. And 72%, that's a very high number, <coughs> um, of adults. Oh, excuse me. My throat. <laughs> I'm joking him right now, everybody that's listening. No, no. no. <laughs> 72% of adults and an identical number of Republicans and Democrats said that if there were, if they were making the federal budget, they would definitely increase spending for veterans' benefits. Yeah, and that would be, I think, one of the biggest things that they can do, but... Um... Yeah, and by doing that, we're enlarging the VA, and we're going to be helping more people, and we'll be denying less because I've also heard, you know, the VA denies 80% of claims initially yeah. and an appeal. Well, this has been a great show. I've, I've enjoyed talking with you, Carrie. I look forward to meeting you here in the, in the Sarasota area. Is any last words you'd like to, say, to uh, tell some of our friends? 
Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. I am going to throw out, you know, my website real quick if anybody wants to check it out. It's uh, Harmonia Wellness, MHC.com. That's Harmonia, H-A-R-M-O-N-I-A, Wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, M for Mental, H for Health, C for Counseling.com. Um, it was really a pleasure to talk to y'all. You know, this is something that is really truly near and dear to my heart is working with this population and working with trauma. Um, so it was really nice to, to be able to talk to y'all about it and put a, a little bit of information out there. Yeah, I, I would just like to say that on behalf of Kenny and I, we definitely appreciate you being here and the work that you're doing for veterans and just the well, the knowledge that you have and not giving up even in spite of not having the ability to go to the VA, but finding places like Operation Rubik's where you can contribute and, and making it your mission to help other veterans. So thank you uh, on behalf of us and all veterans for, for doing the work that you're doing. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. And we'll be uh, seeing you real soon. Thank you to everybody for listening along. Another uh, idea you might want to know about um, is uh, the veterans and their families that share stories um, about strength and recovery. Uh, sort of between my show and, and Patrick's show, Wounded But Not Broken. And it's called, uh, and it's a VA uh, project. It's um, maketheconnection.net. And it sort of helps a lot of different people to make that connection and the camaraderie you were talking about, Nadine, about having to, to you know, be more connected with a lot more people that help you out is uh, the best thing. Don't try to think you can do it by yourself. And then you always have the VA. Everybody hears it when they call the VA, and that's uh, your veteran Veterans Crisis Line. So it's something important. that You can go to it at VeteransCrisisLine.net, or it's at 800-273-8255. And then they tell you to press one and they'll have somebody talking to you right off the bat. Um, I know that that can be very helpful for a lot of people, who, especially those that have come to the, the loneliest time of their uh, life. And looking back at yesterday, trying to understand tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. And help for veterans and their families to find safe, ho- safe and stable housing. That's also there, 877 4 243838. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight, and um, we look forward to Patrick's show tomorrow night. Remember, uh, that is uh, Central Time, I believe, 5 o'clock. I'll have to look again. And um, Wounded But Not Broken, just remember to go to veteransradiohour.com. You'll see our entire National Institute for Veterans website. You'll see some of the projects that we're involved with. Uh, we're also looking into um, doing a rehab center uh, very soon. We have a lobbying group, and then we also have that special uh, software program for you to understand more of what your disability claim is and what disabilities might be there because of, like my friend Lenny on an aircraft carrier with these planes taken off and everything, he's lost quite a bit of his hearing. and. Uh, Unfortunately, he was denied uh, tinnitus and, and hearing loss. Anyway, the best to everybody out there. Make life good. Nadine, thank you for joining me. And thank Carrie as well. 
Yep, thank you, and everybody have a great week. Until next Sunday, this is Roll Call on the Veterans Broadcast Network. Thanks for listening. Join us every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central. On the Veterans Broadcast Network, this is Roll Call. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. Like a family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new and then it's very reliable. At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com.